Hey, listen to Pinnacle Cookout Podcast, episode 146. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan and Edward. Continue the arc of the Commander Rejects by talking about a deck that likes to attack. So, what's some attacking to do while you attack? Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? What the hell? <laughs> Good? What's going down? Oh, whole ton is going down. We're going to explain why the intro that I just did. We're going to talk more about our arc. we got other stuff to talk about. But before we do any of that, we got to thank our official sponsors, face2facegames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. And we're going to get to it. Have to put it in order with face-to-face. We'll talk about that in a second. Yes, big time CCO Nation come together. Yes. Don't Google that. Oh yeah, definitely don't Google that. No, we like, were having we were having a good time though, and man, we were just laughing so hard. You and then you did that crazy, stupid intro. What the hell? You can attack and something, something. You I, can attack and then you do more attacks during your attacks. It's, I I don't think anybody actually knows what you say during the intro. I'm right here and I don't know what the hell you're saying. That's half why the time. I do it fast so that nobody can can call me out on anything that I say. That's it. So nobody can like skip the first thirty seconds of the pod <laughs> podcast to like miss all the shit. They got to hear the intro. Maybe we can explain maybe sort of what we're talking about, and then we can talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, that's like when we read the commandy, then don't talk about magic for like twenty five minutes. Exactly. I'm in. Okay, today now don't run away when we say this. No. Okay, everybody, bear with us. We won't let you down, I promise. Today we're talking about Jazal Goldmane. Ooh, so why are we talking about Jazal Goldmane? Jazal Goldmane is the what is he is the commander that came out in the 2014 deck. The 2014 deck. The, the has, commander 2014 commander product, I should say. That has the least builds that we haven't already done. And while I feel kind of like we've already done this. We put kind of a different spin on it, and we have a little uh, a, a twist at the end. Yeah, so here's the thing. Jazal Goldmane has, I think, according to EDHREC.com, the lowest list count out of any of the 2014 commanders. So that was the year that, like, Duretti was in and the the big Teferi. Fraley's. Yeah, and... the Planeswalker commanders. And then there was two or three other supplemental creature commanders. And Giselle Goldmane just getting no love. Give him a read. Let's let's discuss why we think that is. Giselle Goldmane is a 4-4 cat warrior for white-white 2. He has first strike and white-white 3, colon, attacking creatures you control get plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of attacking creatures. So it's a white deck that attacks. Hmm. That's new. Yep. If you look it up on uh, CCO podcast at tappedout.net, it's a, uh, we called it white likes to cat tack. Cat tack. Yep. He's, he's a cat. I get it. Yep. I, I was expecting cat tribal because that's like kind of your jam. <laughs> no. But it's no, not, I, a, it's not a cat tribal deck? No. No. It's a, it has a way more fiendish gimmick than that. Okay, well, we'll get to that in a second, and then we'll get to the twist near the end where we're going to spruce it up. We're going to blow your fucking mind. What? Is, is it going to be mind-blowing levels? Maybe. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose if you're into the next thing that we're going to... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, man, if you're excited about the thing that we're going to say, you're going to be like, whoa, that's a good idea, and it's going to be awesome. That's right, but but first... But but first? Yeah. But be first. Yes. <laughs> but be first. Some podcast business? Business. Big thank you to everybody who's purchased CCO stickers from us. Thank you. Also, t-shirts are available at the Commander Cookout store. That is commandercookout.com slash store. Boom. You can definitely get those sort of. I mean, you got to email us your size, your colors, blah, blah, blah. We'll send you an invoice. All that support helps us out. Patron support helps us out very much. Patreon.com slash CCO podcast. We've got some new patrons to shout out. We do. Let's do it. Patron shout-out and funny nickname, Eric Visor, Vizier? Brazier. Brazier. I was going to make a Visor joke or a Vizier joke. And I made a bra joke. Can we somehow roll them all together? Airlock, Vizier of cup size. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, Airlock, because his name is Eric. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You Vizier make fun of, both of cup names. size. Yeah. Vizier of cup size. He tests them all out. Yeah, make sure that they're all good and 
I don't know whatever shape they're supposed to be. I don't I don't know what you do. Yeah, I mean I don't got boobs. I'm not a vizier of anything, so I don't. Or a brazier. No, I'm not that either. Hey, I went um, when I was in university. I went to a house crawl, like a pub crawl, but you just get drunk at different people's houses. <laughs> And it was a Halloween thing, topical, because it's October. It's almost Halloween. Ah, it's almost Canadian Thanksgiving. Halloween. I guess. Yeah, those kind of all get rolled into one. Yeah. Well, Thanksgiving's in like three days. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to our Canadian and our American friends and everybody else, too. We had this conversation last year. They don't have Thanksgiving everywhere else, just here and America. Well, it's a special weekend for us, and since it's a weekend for them, maybe it'll be special to them, too. Yeah. Just because. So I'm on this house crawl. And my buddy for Halloween went as a mammogram, like or a, like a free mammogram thing. So he had like this shelf where you like put your boobs on. And he, did, it, did it work? I don't know. Huh. Next shout out, J.D. Rosie. I want to make a J.D. reference just because like J.D. in my head is Josh Donaldson, one of my favorite baseball players. I want to make a rosebud joke because it's a butthole. J.D. Rosebud. Yeah. Hey, did you watch? Uh, did you watch the Braves and Cardinals game today? I watched the first two innings of the Braves Cardinals Whoa. game today. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm not a sports guy, and you know that. But when I tell you that the Cardinals were like beating the Braves by a t- by a touchdown and a field goal, and it's not football; it's baseball. It's baseball. <laughs> it's ten nothing. Holy crap! No tomahawk chops in the crowd that day. No, nobody was having a good time. There was p- the only chops that were happening was probably just some management, maybe a camera guy. I'm sure their pitcher's <laughs> the probably pitcher. homeless now. Like, <laughs> oh baby. <laughs> but but we are not Cardinals crushing opposition oh. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. CCO. CCO. We got we got one more patron shout out. Oh, let's oh that do was it. great. <laughs> Increased pledge patron Morgan Rogers. I'm oh, you know what it was? We were trying to remember his nickname. I'm pretty sure he's Aaron Rogers, football player. Right. Aaron Rogers, pseudo like half brother, because their names aren't spelt the same. Pseudo celebrity. Pseudo celebrity Mr. Rogers. I like that. Yeah, we got lots of those in the in the nation. Yeah, we do. We're we're very exclusive here. Actually, we're not everybody welcome. But uh thanks for being here, everybody. Very much so. So any other business? We t- we talked about the store. We did some patron thank yous. We talked about some baseball. <laughs> I actually have a gameplay story that led to a suggestion. Oh, for you. Ooh. Well, I just already told the story on the pre-show where uh, during a game, new buddy F. U. Mason came in with Alex. We're gonna talk to him in a minute here. We're talking about him in a yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. Was playing his Kalia deck, and he was used. He has Ilharg in there too. You know where you can. Flash in creatures and kill people with them. He's got an Ilharg in his Kalia deck? Yeah. Okay. And he was flashing in the first Rakdos, the one that makes you sack all, half of your non-demon permanents when he hits oh, you. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. And he was blowing everybody but me out. And Smitty ended up uh, one-point hurricaning to kill him because he was at one and I couldn't get him with my cats. <laughs> and uh, he had to tap every permanent he had in play to do it. And it was a forest and another forest. Oh, that's what you meant? Yep. He only had... Two forests. And it was like turned like 12. Two that, forests. That sounds terrible. Because Rakdos had just wrecked him. Okay, so what's the suggestion? Here's I'm the su- wanting to know now. I played it like in another game we were playing. I was playing my coin flippy deck. Now, do you know, uh, what's what's his name? I call him Hernginger, the red one that flips a coin. Zindersplit? No, the other one. Okum? That's the one. Why isn't he in your Brian Stardarm deck? Is he just red or is he red blue? He's just red. Uh, I don't know what. Well, why? Whenever you at the beginning of combat, you flip a coin. Whenever you flip a coin, oh, his you power double doubles. his power. And the reason whenever I was you just about, flip, it doesn't matter if you win. You don't have to win. He's guaranteed to be a six-six after combat on your turn. And if you win one coin flip, which I guess statistically happens, is it fifty percent of the time? Is that how statistics work with coin flipping? Yes, because it's th- it's per coin flip. That means you're going to win at least one, and he's going to be a twelve-twelve. <laughs> you can hurl a twelve-twelve at somebody because then you because you, you flip the coin until you lose. So as long as you win one, you go again, and you keep going. I hit Smitty with a 96-96. Okay, like, <laughs> Sorry, I think I crushed the mic. <laughs> it's, it, and you could just you could kill somebody with it and then fling it at somebody else and kill them and then gain all that life just for going to combat. I like doing all those things. That's good, right? I like killing somebody, I like flinging, and I like combat. That's not terrible. That's a, That's pretty good. Maybe I'll put it in a face-to-face games order. Ooh. King of the Segway. Listen, I like that. This is what we're talking about face-to-face for. This is what we're doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put a name on it. I'm going to stamp it. 
Okay. We're going to have a build party. Ooh. Yeah. It's kind of like a candle party or a Tupperware party, you know, that your moms used to have. Right. Or your wives now, because well, my wife's a mom. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we're having a build party because our good friend, F.U. Alex, got all his shit stole. Worst. Yeah. The old car break, break steely. Car break steely. That's what we're going to call it. It's yeah. a fun name for something that is horrible. Yeah. And you're speaking directly from experience because you have had your house broken into and had cards stolen. Yep. The difference being that you had like a fat pack box stolen. Two of them. Two of them. It's it's unfortunate that there was like beta dual lands and like foil fucking Rishidan ports and shit in there, right? Yeah. But fortunate for you, unfortunate for Alex, it wasn't your decks and it was all of his decks because his backpack got stolen. So he had like kind of a foiled and altered art, foiled out Marin list. He had foiled out modern merfolk. He had Aloro. He had Aminatu. Aminatu. There was a a Ascendant Evan car, I think he played too. Uh, Azuri, Perdicious. Blue green, oh elf yeah, guy. blue greeny thingy. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was like six or seven EDH decks got stolen. A really pimped out modern list, and as we all know, modern is a bitch to get into. Yeah, that's for sure. The so entry is not small. He had he had all his decks stolen. We're gonna have what we're calling a build party. We're gonna get all of our sort of just pile everybody's collection into their respective duffel bags and go to somebody's house and drink a bunch of beer, and. We're going to go to face-to-facegames.com. You and I have some credit. F.U. Joel's got some credit from judging. Joe's got some credit for because he took down like a top eight of one of their open events. Congrats, Joe. Yeah, and we're all just going to pool our collections and build Alex some decks. Yeah. So if anybody thinks that they want to be a part of that and, and want to help a, a brother in the nation out, let us know. And once Alex gives us the link he's got some updating to do on his tapped out page and whatever to like get the deck store he wants so you can just like copy and paste into a shopping cart i think i'm just gonna put some alpha stuff in here i'll foil out those fetch lands we're on to you alex <laughs> yeah i'm gonna foil out my beta fetch lands <laughs> yeah <laughs> so huge uh huge undertaking to replace all of your decks fortunately his collection wasn't stolen yeah i can't imagine losing my like little deck box with You'd my deck in box it. i would lose my mind i would i would quit magic i would think about quitting magic the only deck i could possibly field at that point is Cranko, and it would be exactly as foil as my Cranko list is now because i have like a play set of that deck. <laughs> you have a play set of goblins <laughs> yeah shit but yeah it's it, it's a hard thing and we just wanted to uh to help out our boy alex give him a shout out on the show to let him know that uh i know we love you man and we're gonna take care of you if we can last thing i forgot Ooh. new arc new deck giveaway Right. Yeah. We what said we weren't going to talk about a whole bunch of other stuff for too long this episode, but looks like we are. But here we are. Here we are. Whoops. New deck giveaway. Friend and patron of the show, CCO Nationalite, Ginger Joe. Ginger at, Joe. What's his last name? Uh, Hoffman. Ginger Joe Hoffman. I like that. He is at Ginger Joe on Twitter, but the, 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 the O in Joe is a zero. Yes. Because he's a zero. I was just about to make a joke about that. Okay, yeah. good. So <laughs> he's graciously donated to us a random... Brawl deck. That's right. We don't know which one it is, so we're going to get it. And they all have like a $7 trillion value, so it's an excellent prize. And throughout the arc, you have a chance to win that by... By interacting with our Facebook giveaway posts or any of our posts on Facebook or checking us out over on YouTube as our content continues to roll out there. We've got a few more videos coming up from our bo- our uh, boxing match from Eldraine. That's right. And a couple other things that we have kind of in the can. We've got a few more things we're going to record in the coming weeks. So, you know, go down there, poop on the like button, leave us a comment, get you entered in to win that. We also have our face-to-face games, $25 gift certificate credit card. That you can win if you have a... <laughs> That's what we're calling now. It's a, it's a credit card now. If you have a face-to-face games account and you leave a comment on one of our episodes or go on to one of our social medias, either CCO Brando, CCO Podcast on Twitter, check us out Facebook, anywhere you can find us, and leave us a comment of some sort that involves face-to-face games that they are tagged in, we'll get you to enter. We'll enter you to win a credit from the store. You can pick up some sweet cards. Very much so. You know what? I, you know what I want. I'm gonna post. We're gonna do the promo posts for the deck, like uh, for people to like and share and stuff. That really helps the show grow. Like last arc, give us your stories of your commander rejects that were actually good. 
Yeah. So we're doing Giselle Goldmain today. We're going to talk about the deck now. Attacky White, it's actually a good card. Giselle is a powerful card, and I do run it in a deck. I do too. But he just doesn't have any builds because White just is not very good at attacking. It's the most straightforward thing you can imagine. And I don't want to get too much into just ragging on White, but you'll see by the end of the show that other colors can do what white does under most cir- most circumstances and they just like kind of do it better mm. under n- most circumstances like okay one for one spot removal white's got you covered yeah and here's the thing white can kind of do everything except draw good cards it can accrue card advantage through grindy value stacks type cards like some of which we're playing it can play efficient creatures. It's got efficient removal. It's got all the best sweepers. Like this sounds like a good color, but it just it can't back it up. It it doesn't have that one sided wrath like like a rift or like black does. You can't set its sweepers in such a way like toxic deluge keeps your thing alive, but all of my stuff dies. Yeah, or earthquake or any of that. Stuff. Yeah, and it can't draw cards in mass like black or blue or green it doesn't have impulse draw like red so we're kind of a little bit left wanting but today in Giselle Goldmain, we think we might be on to something we hope so, so I, th- I think we've got it so he's a f- he's a four four for five four 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 for four you pay five and all your creatures get plus x plus x where x is the number of attacking creatures yes so if we went Turn one, one drop. Turn two, two drop. Turn three, three drop. Turn four, Jazal. Turn five, we have four attacking creatures. Or if you go turn one, one drop. Turn two, two, one drops. Turn three, three, one drops. Turn four, Jazal. Turn five, you're going to kill somebody. Does the math check out on that? I think so. Yeah, I think it does. Because you have six one drops that are all attacking. And Jazal. Oh, and that's seven. That's seven dudes. They'll get plus seven plus seven. That's going to kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to kill the Dude, shit out of somebody. That's what you should have built. <laughs> that is what I built. What are you talking about? Sort of it is. <laughs> sort of. When we when we put our twist on it, we might we might be onto something there. So let's let's get into the creature. That's where we normally start, right? Yes, sir. Should we do it in alphabetical order or should we do it in reverse alphabetical order? Missionary or doggy style? That's what I ask. Start with Tithe Taker. Tithe Taker. That would be doggy style. That's right. Okay. Starting from the <laughs> bottom. Tithe Taker. Now, here's the thing. If I'm not going to read, because we've got lots to cover, if I'm not going to read the power and toughness or the converted mana cost, just assume it's got two power for one or two mana. Yeah. So they're like little tiny beaters and that's it. Ish. So like, what, what is Tithe Taker? Let's see. During your turn, spells your opponent's cast cost one more to cast, and abilities cost one more to activate. Yes. And it's got afterlife, so when it dies, you get a spirit. A flying spirit. Now, here's the thing. Here's the first point I'd like to cover. This is ha- one of the ways that white will accrue some card advantage, right? Right. Like, I know in blue, I play a 1-1 one, one for 2 with flying. When it dies, draw a card. Is a 1-1 one, one Flying Spirit that you get from Afterlife on Tithe Taker worth a card? This one is very subjective, I think, because he could hypothetically slow down your opponent's plays. If they're holding up their... I'm going to use Harrow as an example for whatever reason, but like if somebody's holding up their Harrow to Harrow at the end of your turn, or Fetch, or something, yeah. now they can't because they got to pay that mana, so like you're slowing them down, so maybe it's got... Yeah, but, so, well, and, and my example is... What it's a one one for two with flying. It's gonna stop a flying blocker if they don't want to like not get in for damage. They're gonna attack somebody else because I've got a blocker. Yeah. Right. Because drawing a card for me is like super good with that blue card. This is a white card that gives me a one one. Is that worth the same type of thing if it's gonna slow down my opponent? Like this card. This card is probably good, but we don't recognize it as card advantage because it doesn't say draw a card on it. That's right. So it's it's cool. I don't know. It's. I like it. I think it's underrated. I think it's a good card. Okay. Let's I, let's continue and see if we can find some more examples of white card advantage. How about Thalia, Guardian of Throbin? Throbin. <laughs> I was just going to make the joke. She's a first striker. Non-creature spells cost one more to cast. How many Ooh. of those do we have? Not very many. <laughs> so, beater. And again, there's card advantage. You're slowing your opponent down by a turn. How about Syndic of Tithes? 
That's got extort. Again, these are two twos for two. Extort. Whenever you cast a spell, you can pay an extra. You gain a life. Everybody loses a life. Is that worth your mana? Or do I just want a card that says white draw card? Well, obviously you want it to say white draw card. But, but if I have enough Syndic of Tithes, that's going to kill my opponent. That's true. I could white draw a card into 10 planes in a row. That's true. Or you could white spell into 10 life in a row. which is. But okay. my opponents are losing life with Extort. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're, oh, okay, it's, yeah. It's a good swing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Extort's underrated, I think. And in a deck like this where everything is so low to the ground and costs so little, you usually will have that mana to pay the one. Yeah, and if you have a couple Extorts, you can pay the one... Like for each instant of guy that you have with extort. Yeah. You could probably get 10 or 12 damage off of that across everybody. That's like 30, 36 damage. That's how Norn wins with impact tremors, right? Yeah, okay. So one at a time. Okay. Never. It, it, not to be underrated. Speaking of uh, things that are underplayed and underappreciated, how about, how about a Sun Titan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you attack with him, he's going to get you a three drop or smaller back. Yes. Uh, on, on ETB as well, of course. Now, we're going to get into why I play this guy in a second. We all know why I'm going to play him, but we're going to talk about it just now anyway. Stoneforge Mystic. One, two for two. You. I know, I know, I know. Searches for an equipment. You can pay two to get the equipment into play. It finds you a skull clamp. Okay. It, it, is that what it is? It fills the hole. That's the only way in white I could think of where we could just consistently draw a bunch of cards. Don't Google that. Yes, do not. Next card. Stonehaven Outfitter. Equip creatures get plus one, plus one. Whenever an equipped creature you control dies, draw a card. Ooh. Hey. It's a white card that says, and while it, you can't just turn Skull Clamp into the most broken thing in the world because now you can't just clamp and kill stuff, it does turn your Skull Clamp into draw three. And there are other equipments in this deck that get you something. Equipped creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Skull, it doesn't work with Skull Clamp. Well, yeah, you have to just kill the creature the old-fashioned way by making somebody not want to take five when you attack them with Could it. Could you just rip through your deck with this and... Other things in the deck, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, I'm starting to see I'm starting to see what you did there. <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. Ryan, we'll get to that in a bit. We have... Uh, I was going to say Labyrinth of the Library, but it's actually Spirit of the Labyrinth. Sheik, close it's enough. Everybody would have known what you're talking about. That's got three power for two mana, so now we're getting serious. Whoa. Each player can't draw more than one card each turn. Now... So when your Skull Clamp doesn't work and you have to sacrifice your creature, you just wait till not your turn. Yeah. Or, or, or let's say you don't have a Skull Clamp and everybody else can draw cards. Now they can't. Yes. Parody. Sometimes parody is good. On a beater. On a 3-1 beater. I'm playing Signal Pest. That's a beater, right? It's got battle cry. So whenever this creature attacks, each other attacking creature gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. And it can't be blocked except by creatures with flying or reach. Yeah. Did it, you know that that's his hand, not his mouth? I think I mentioned that last time we were playing. Wait, what? Yeah, and you did that last time too. Oh, okay. So this little... Oh, he. Oh, I like it way better when that's his mouth and he's breathing a laser. <laughs> Everybody does. Oh, I'm just going to pretend you didn't say that. Sure, the next time we play it in a year from now, I'll say it again and you'll be all happy and sad again. Excellent. How about Shepherd of the Flock? Hey, brand new from Throne. 3-1 for two. F all flavor text. <laughs> <laughs> no, but not all flavor text. Look at the other side of the card, Ryan. He's got instant adventure. He's got, what is it called? I can't see the white oh. fucking text on white. Usher to safety. Usher to safety is return target permanent you control to its owner's hand. Sometimes you just have to save your stuff. Yeah, that's not terrible. And then you've got a 3-1 for 2 after you do that. Yeah. I actually like that. It's a, it's, a, it's a neat card. I think that there are lots of applications for cards like that. Outside of this deck, too, say what you will, Commander is the big creature format, but it is trending down because decks are tightening up, things are getting faster. Three power to block with after you usher to safety something and then just cast it? Three power to block with is nothing that your opponent has to like not worry about. Yeah, it's some, it's a it's a lightning bolt that just sits there that could hit your. It's a sorcery speed lightning bolt, or sorry, it's a lightning bolt that you can only cast during your opponent's combat step. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're playing a Savannah Lions. Two one for one, baby. Remorseful cleric. Two one for two. Sack exile all cards from target player's graveyard. That's some utility. That's some good utility there. I'll give you it. We got a regal caracal. 3-3 three, three for 5. Other 
Cats you control get plus one and have lifelink. Nah. I don't mind that because we are playing some cats and our commandy's a cat, right? Yep. And when he enters the battlefield, you get two one one cat creature tokens. With lifelink. With lifelink. So they're actually two twos with lifelink. Yep. You get two two lifelinkers with, with him and how many power is that for five mana? Seven. Seven. It's not terrible. That's not too bad. I have a suggestion that we talked about in the Throne of Eldraine set review that you're not playing in Harmonious Archon. He's the guy that makes all your things base power 3-3. Three, three. Oh, yeah. He buffs your opponent's stuff too, but if your guys are all 1-1 one, one, and 2-2, two, two, now they're 3-3. Three, three. If all your opponents are playing 3-3s three, or bigger, now they're 3-3s. Three, Parody. There you go. All right. Uh, we're playing Mirror Entity. That makes all your things XX, right? Very and, good. And into cats, which is relevant. Yes, based on the last card we just talked about. Yeah. All right, we got a Mentor of the Meek. This is probably our staple white draw card. Card. Yeah. Right? 2-2 two, two for 3. Whenever you have a creature with power 2 or less, enter the battlefield. Pay 1. If you do, draw a card. With the exception of Regal, Caracal, and Sun Titan, that's every single one of them we talked about so far, pretty much. Ooh. That's and that is... Most of the creatures in the deck. Creature with power 2 or less. Doesn't say non-token. That's right. So if you do have your Regal Caracal on turn 87 with your Mentor of the Meek and you have three creatures, you can pay an additional three to draw three. It's pretty good. How about Lost Leonin? It's a little bit of a lost card in this deck. Uh, uh, it's got Infect, so it's not damaging the same life total. So that's a little bit weird, but it's a 2-1 Infect for two. And you could just take somebody out of the game with... Gisal's ability, if you're going wide enough. You could if you're going wide enough. And sometimes you just need that one really tall guy, and you can. it just gives you options. That's okay. why I played him, options. Okay. How about Leon and Warleader? When he attacks, you get two 1-1 one, one white cat creature tokens tapped and attacking. They have lifelink also. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Neat. Those are some good cat tokens. Yeah. We have Leon and Arbiter. So don't, you, you fooled me at first when I was first looking at this, but it's still a 2-2 two, two for two. But wait, there's more. Players can't search libraries. Any player may pay two. If that player does, they can ignore this effect till end of turn. Yeah. Tax them, baby. Okay, we're going to tax them. We've got a couple cards like that, right? Like the Thalia, and um, there's another one as well. Well, Thalia, Tithe Taker, Leon, and Arbiter, they're all not staxy, but they're taxi. Taxi. Yeah, they're two twos for two. They're they're hate bears. Yeah. Cats. Sure. Uh, yeah, hate cats. <laughs> we have Kytheon, Hero of Akros. You can make him indestructible, and then something, something, he flips into Gideon, somebody, somebody. Yeah. He's a 2-1 one for one. That is that is why I'm playing him. I don't even remember what Planeswalker on the other side does, to be honest. Should we look him up, or should we just keep going? Let's just keep going. F him. He's dead anyways. Yeah. Knight of the White Orchid. Search for a Planes. If somebody has more land than you, win at ETBs. It doesn't have to be a basic Planes. We talked about that last week. Yeah, you could get your Mistvale Planes in this deck, or your... The new one from Throne of Eldraine, when it enters the battlefield, if you have three or more planes, you can put plus one on something. Yeah. Aggro, yeah, attacky white. <laughs> See, they're giving us some options there. That's fine, isn't that? That's fine, right? That's perfect. Get one plus one plus one counter. That's going to get us there. How about Keening Apparition? Two, two for two. Destroy target enchantment when you sack it. Isamaru, Hound of Conda. Oh, here it is. This was the classic aggro white Voltron. Two, two for one. Just, that's just white. And then equipment, and it's that was the deck. That was the deck. Yep. And then people were like, hmm, I guess I'll just kill your commander. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> How about Hero of Butthole? Bladehold. Right. That's is what that a, says. Is a 3-4 for 4 battle cry. Whenever it attacks, other attacking creatures get plus 1. Whenever it attacks, put 2 white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. It's another 7 power for... Four mana. Yeah, unless you have any of those pump things. Yeah. And you could pay extra with your Mentor of the Meek. Yes. Yep. So you can draw some cards. You can do some damage. It's, it, it could get you there. Okay. How about Hanweir Militia Captain? Ooh, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control four or more Creech, you transform them. And then she flips into Westvale Cult Leader, which has power and toughness equal to the number of creatures you control. And at the beginning of your end step, you get a 1-1 one, one white and black human cleric Creature token. Ooh, that's going to be big. Yeah. That is actually going to be big. There's like 29 creatures in this list. It's a huge, huge for two. And foreshadowing. Yeah. Oh, ah. All right, next up we have Grand Abolisher. Well, here's the other tax guy that I was thinking of where it's like two, two for two, but wait, there's more. 
So during your turn, your opponents can't cast stuff and they can't activate abilities. Of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. They can still do land stuff, but they mostly can't mess with you. Yeah, it sort of shuts them off. Your combat tricks are the only combat tricks. Yeah. Unless they have a maze of it, and whatever. Just jam wasteland and strip mine. We can we can do that, right? We we're playing sure can. White. That's how we're going to get card advantage in white. Absolutely. I know that that's not card advantage, everybody, but... <laughs> how about Geist Honored Monk? There's another one of these, too. There's um, there's another one of those that does the same thing. Anyways, it's a star, star for five. Enters a battlefield. You get two 1-1 one, one white spirits that fly. Yep. And it's power and toughness equal to the number of creatures you control. Yeah, so he's another fairly large large. Doesn't cost two, but still pretty good. Yeah, I think the other one is like from Lorwyn, and it just gives you two Kithkins or whatever. Yes. I, I can picture the card in my mind. Can't. Yeah, if you like the ones that give you dudes when they enter the battlefield because you're playing a token attacky white deck, that should probably go in it. Yeah. How about Felidar Cub? Sacrifice it to destroy an enchantment. Two, two for two. Yep. Dauntless Bodyguard. Two, one for one. You choose another creature that you control, then when you sacrifice it, that creature gains indestructible till end of turn. Yeah, so we can save your Jazal or whoever. You could turn that into... Like, if you cast him, choose somebody that you don't want to die, and then cast a board a board wipe? Yeah. And then it saves it. Yep. So you could get, you could like, you could cast that, name Jazal, attack with everybody, kill everything. No, no, because all your your sweepers are sorcery speed because you're playing white. Yeah. It's going to say you could just, yeah, no. Anyways. Yeah. Brand new card from Eldraine. We got Charming Prince. Oh, yeah. So two, two for two. Choose one when you ETB. Scry two, gain three life, or blink something. Yeah. B b exile it, then put it back into play. I don't know. All those are so marginal. They're they're fine. You could blink your Sun Titan. You could blink any of your Enter the Battlefield, give you a bunch of guys cards. It, yeah. That's not terrible. It's not the worst. Okay. Captain of the Watch. Enters the Battlefield, gives you three things. Bremaz, King of Areskos. When he attacks, you put things into play attacking, and when you block, you put things into play blocking. Yes. Got there. He's very good Cat also. Cat soldiers or something, right? Yep. Three, Cat. four for three. Bounty agent. Two, two for two, vigilance. That's cool. You can tap, sack, bounty agent, destroy target, legendary permanent. That's an artifact, creature, or enchantment. Yeah. Ooh. That's a good one. I wish you could get land with that. Oh, me too. But you can get all the new artifacts from Throne. You can get somebody's commandy. That's yep. a good card. I yeah, like that one. Don't underestimate the power of that thing. And there's some cards that'll let you kind of maybe abuse that later on too. Okay. Maybe. And offends a Kintree spirit. This could be a commander as well. I wish this had partner with um, Giselle. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield, you bolster. So what that means is you put a plus one, plus one on your smallest toughness. Yeah, which is, I don't know, it's kind of whatever, but... You're going to have lots, but it only triggers off non-tokens. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, what did I say, 29 creatures? 35 creatures? I don't know where I was getting 29 <laughs> from. <laughs> don't underestimate. <laughs> All right, we got Alabaster Mage. This you can pay two and target creature you control gains lifelink until end of turn. Sometimes you just have to not die. Yeah, and sometimes you're not going to have five mana to dump into Jazal, um, but you're going to have four and you can give two of your like seven sevens lifelink. Yeah. And and just not die, like you say. And beat a whole bunch of ass. You know what else might let you beat a whole bunch of ass? Ooh, tell me. When your academy rector dies. <laughs> yes, yeah, sometimes you just want that to die. Yep. So that's a one, two for four. This card is extremely expensive. Is it now? In the budget cut, we could suggest to cut this card. We could slice it right in half and throw it out. Don't cut it in half, though, if you have one. Don't do that. Yeah, no, don't yeah. give it the old tomahawk chop. No. So when it dies, you exile it, and you search for an enchantment from your library, put it directly onto the B. No, it can't be intruder alarm like I like to do. No, but it could be Eldrazi Conscription, which happened to me yesterday. You know what? You know what happened? The other day... Somebody accused me of only playing aggro. Well, Brando, you only play aggro. Nuh-uh, nuh-uh. My most powerful deck is a control deck. My favorite deck is a control deck. And my, like, oldest, most cherished deck the, is the, a combo deck. Those are the same deck. The, 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 your most powerful deck and your favorite deck are the same deck. <laughs> Shut up, Ryan. I was trying to make it sound like I have more. No. You can't fool me. We spend too much time. <laughs> Haven't you heard the pre-show? <laughs> but the point is, 
I have many facets, like a gemstone or an onion. Let's talk about some instants. Instants? There doesn't appear to be very many. <laughs> There's just four of them. Two of them are path and swords, so we can skip over those. We all Let, know what they do. Let's just say that they are the best that White has to offer, and they are the best in the game. Correct. So I don't know why we're complaining about White, but here we are. You want a bro gone? Pay one, get it gone. He's going to he's gonna sword something or he's going to path something. It's going to be dope. How about Oblation? That is the owner of target non-land perm shuffles it into their library, then draws two cards. Now, you think... Why and it's an instant. I always forget that. You could just shuffle a token that's going to... You could chump block with a token, shuffle it into your library, draw two cards. And then that is divination. Yeah. Instant speed divination. If something bad is going to happen to the creature anyways. Yeah, it's what we got. We're playing white. We're playing white. What else are we going to do? Yeah, you could get tricky with it too if you have our next card. Somebody destroys an enchantment and you oblation your enchantment back into your library to draw two and then you could tutor it up with Enlightened Tutor. Correct. And then, then maybe draw it. Somebody's going to blow up your skull clamp? Does this get you, get us a skull clamp? Artifact or enchantment. And put it onto the battlefield. On top of your library. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, man. Somebody yes. goes to destroy your thing, you can oblation it and then search for it with the Enlightened Tutor and then yeah, it's 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 pretty Yeah, cool. you can do some tricky stuff with oblation, but it's a fun card. Enlightened Tutor is the other one that we're playing. You know what you know sorceries. what's you know what's crazy is like oblation is gonna get rid of almost anything and then generous gift is gonna do the same thing, except it's gonna give them like a more marginal thing. Hey yeah, I could have played generous gift. So you could gift, go generous gift and be like, you get a shitty whatever elephant. A golem, I don't what what is it? It's an elephant. Sure. Yeah. They get an elephant and I was more looking at the two cards for us. Yeah. And in a pinch, it's like, okay, you can have two cards so I don't die. Right? Like you're hitting me with your whatever. Yeah, but generally it's like you're attacking me with a forty forty lifelink or I'll block with this one one or I'll oblation it back into my deck. You don't gain shit, I'm gonna draw two and hope one of them isn't a sword so then I can or if you don't have your blocker, you can oblation their 40-40. Yes. And they draw two, but you don't die. It works both ways. Sorceries. We have three of them. We have Mass Calcify. You destroy all non-white creatures there's, for seven. That's there, good. There's a one-sided wrath for you. Yeah, but it costs seven. Let's focus on the positive. Okay. Let's focus on the positive. We got Decree of Justice. It gives you X angels, or when you cycle it, you get X by paying X extra to get soldiers. Yes. Soldiers are less good than angels, but hey, man, sometimes you just need bodies that hey, you can make bigger. What if we want both? Maybe we'll play Finale of Glory, Ryan. Yes, we are. <laughs> so white, white, X, get X, two, two white soldier creatures. So now our soldiers are two twos. And they have Vig. And they have Vig. Okay, well, this is a mythic, I guess. If X is 10 or more, also create X, four, four angels. <laughs> Fucking both. Yeah. <laughs> so that card has won me a hundred percent of games that I've cast X equals 10 or greater. <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> Enchantments. Okay, so I got a bone to pick with you. Okay. We're trying to do the aggro thing. Trying to do the aggro thing. And then you put some things in here that aren't very aggro-y. Right. Why? Because sometimes you have to stay alive, Ryan. Sometimes you have to tax your opponents that they can't just kill you. Because their stuff is probably going to be better than your stuff. It is, and here's the here's the problem. Without going into the the aggro versus combo versus control argument in multiplayer commander if i'm taking off a turn i'm, I'm taking a turn off from my aggro plan to set up some kind of tax control stacks element whatever it is and then i go back to the aggro thing while well, i miss a turn and i'm not continuing my control plan so my control plan isn't going to be very good there's lots of stack stuff in here but but hold on okay Here's the thing. This this is going to be a one-sided thing. You'll see where I'm going. I'm taking a turn off my aggro thing to do a sub-par, a, a, a not very good control thing, and then I'm going back to the aggro thing after that. So I'm doing something that isn't very good, playing a 2-2. Two -two. Then I'm doing something that isn't very good in one control piece, and I'm going back to doing something that isn't very good. So it's like, why am I doing aggro? Why don't I just go all the way into control, which is sort of what white needs to do to grind out its card advantage in things like mass calcify or getting 12 mana so it can cast a finale of glory is that what is it yes so these ones are weird because we're playing aggro if this was a white control deck or a white base control deck i'd be like 100 percent or of silence blind obedience 
endless horizons, land tax, smothering tithe, reconnaissance, like we're playing all these cards. These are all, I'm going to call them white enchantment staples. I think that they're all right at home in the deck, but that means we have to cut 38 creatures or however many we're playing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, oh, but we want to play a creature deck. We do. And we are. These things help out lots. I don't know if they well, do. Let's go on a tour, Ryan. Sure. Let's go on a tour. We have anointed procession. If an effect would create a token, it creates two tokens. Aura of Silence. It, it's a tax card. Taxes all the artifacts and enchantments your opponents play. You can't play a bunch of mana rocks and enchantments that ramp you out and do all of that stuff because you don't need them. Your opponents might need them, and now it takes them much longer to cast them, and if they do get a problematic one, it kills it for you. All for three mana. What about Glorious Anthem? Just double the size of my guys. Everybody plays those. You're in CCO Nation, Ryan. Everybody plays Aura of Silence. You can't. Nah. Yes, they do. Nah. I guarantee that Aura of Silence is in more decks on EDHREC.com than, than Glorious Anthem. That's because nobody plays mono white weenie aggro. You're not wrong. <laughs> right? So given that I'm blazing the trail here, let me blaze the trail. Okay, let me, let's, let me take it there, Let's Ryan. blaze on. Blind Obedience. This is just like Aura of Silence. <laughs> Move to the next card. And it has Extort. We talked earlier about how Extort was good. It's you know another what? instance we, of Extort. Yes. We are casting m maybe multiple things from our hand until our hand is empty. And if something or if somebody plays something that gives them a bunch of dudes, let's just say an Avenger of Zendikar, that's going to be bigger than all your dudes and give you blocks for all your little dudes, they all come into play tapped and you have another turn to get them. You've got one turn to do yeah. something. It gives you something. gives you an out. We have a Cathar's Crusade. This one belongs in this deck. Five drop, whenever a creature enters a battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on each other creature. Insane. This card is the most powerful one in the whole deck. Absolutely it is. Dawn of Hope. Ah, this one is uh, this one is cool. Two mana. Whenever you gain life, you can pay two if you do draw a card. It's a mono-white card that says draw a card on it. It does. And you can pay four to create a 1-1 one, one soldier creature token with lifelink. you yeah. got to make sure you have all the tokens for this deck. you got 1-1 one, one soldiers, 2-2 two, two soldiers, spirits with flying, soldiers with lifelink, yeah. cats with with and without lifelink. you got angels. you got all the you got all the shit. Get your token game strong before you build the CCO Nation. <laughs> yes. Endless Horizons. This one is interesting, too, and we're going to get crunched for time if we go into the theory behind this card. I'm just, I'll, I, I got, I'll sum it up for you in a sentence. You know what the worst thing for playing when you're when you're playing a bunch of low to the ground, low mana cost dudes, you can just barf your whole hand out in a second. You know what the worst thing you can possibly do is? What? Top deck a fucking land. And this card makes it so you don't. Yeah, I agree. What if you're on like eight what if you're on like six or eight land in play and you draw this? So what it does is four mana. When it enters the battlefield, you search your library, exile any number of planes. Then at the beginning of each of your upkeeps, you take a planes from exile, put it into your hand. So it's essentially four mana, draw two cards per turn, but the second card you draw is always a planes. Yes. So you're you're sitting on six or eight mana, you've got your finale of glory in hand, and you exile all the planes in your deck, and then somebody disenchants it, and you can never cast your finale of glory. I'm oh, I'm using yeah. the the extreme end of the example yeah. because that's kind of what you want to do in mm. this deck. Could I say no guts, no glory, Ryan? Ooh, high-risk magic. You yeah. sell me on these things. You know me too well. <laughs> there it is, man. There it is. Realistically, how many do you get with it? Eight? Ten? Pull them out? Yeah, just drain them. Just take them all. Take them all? All of them? All of them. Fuck it, all yeah, of them. all of them. <laughs> Unless you're on four. Like, you play this when you're in a position where you don't really need to draw more. If you're going to sit there and be like, well, I better not draw all of them. I'd rather draw planes instead of gas because I have this finale of glory in my hand. You're going to lose anyway because you're a chicken. Yeah. And chickens don't win with decks like this. Only people who are gutsy and brave and are willing to commit to doing stupid crap can win with decks like this, Ryan. I like it. That's why we're doing it, not somebody else. I like it. That's right. I'm scared of shit. Enduring renewal. Four mana. Play with your hand revealed. Huh? What? <laughs> well, we don't have very many instants, so it Check doesn't Check out all my hand, my counter magic, bro. Like, what the hell? If you would draw a card, and we're not going to because we're fucking playing white. <laughs> if you would draw a card, reveal the top card of your library instead. If it's Creech, put it into your graveyard. <laughs> what? 
Wait for this it. This is the... Keep going. Otherwise, you draw the card. Whenever a creature is put into your graveyard from play, return it to your hand. Uh-huh. Yeah. How? So yeah. we always have the creatures that we have. Yes. As long as you have an army of dudes that you can play every turn, it doesn't matter if they die every turn. Okay. Right? You can just play them and attack. But you have to have them. You have to have them. Again, high risk, high reward. Okay. Also, this one plays into some other stuff that you can do when we get to the artifact section. Ooh. Okay. Field of Souls. So this is four mana. Whenever a non-token creature is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, put a 1-1 soldier with f- spirit with flying into the battlefield. It's okay. Guys are going to die. It just gives everybody afterlife one. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's okay. Land tax. It gets you lands. Everybody knows that. Yeah. It's for pulling the plans out of your library. Reconnaissance. Remove target attacking creature you control from combat and untap it. It does Maze of Ith. And you can do that after it's done its damage. Just like Maze of Ith. Yes. End of combat step. Your creature is still attacking. So you can untap it. Yes. It gives them pseudo vigilance. You can save creatures that are going to die from combat being blocked and then you can untap all the ones that got in for damage and they are ready to block yes very good card and smothering tithe everybody knows you're going to play smothering tithe remove target attacking you don't have to tap it you can just it gives all your creatures vigilance yeah this card is unreal for white it's expensive too yeah and smothering tithe yes of course we're going to play it it's good play it okay i'm ready for i'm ready for artifacts what are we doing here Okay, we've got Blade of Selves. That just copies all of your stuff when they attack. Yes. Which oh, is... but that gives you three more attackers for Jazal Goldmane. Yes. It gives them Myriad, I should say. Yeah. Okay, it also gives you more tokens that could be, I guess not tap their time, but it gives you more tokens that are hanging out if you're playing a... Regal Caracaller. Yeah. Captain of the Watch. It lets you find more equipments if you want to be greedy and you equip to a Stoneforge Mystic. Ooh, so you use Stoneforge to get Blade of Selves on attack and you get three more equipments? Yes. Okay, what other equipments do we get? We also have Helm of the Host. That doubles your creature at the B. At, at combat, right? Yep. Yeah, and, okay. And then we have a Skull Clamp. Okay, so we could find like three of, two of the best equipments in the game. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, that's what you got to do when you play white, right? That's right. You got to take <laughs> advantage of things that you can do when you can do them. How about a Dolmen Gate? Prevent all combat damage that we dealt to attacking creature you control. It's okay. Yep. Endless Atlas. Pay two, draw a card. Pay two, tap, draw a card. You can activate this only if you control... Three or more lands with the same name? Yeah. So that is a white card that says draw a card. That's right. (laughs) How about Oketra's Monument? White creature you cast costs one less. And whenever you cast a creature, regardless of color, you get a 1 1 white warrior this time with (laughs) Vidge. Another token type we can get. And we have a pearl medallion that makes all your white stuff cost less. We have Phyrexian Altar. Sack a creature, get one white mana. In this case. Now, let's say that creature goes back to your hand. Oh. Let's say it only costs white. Oh, yeah. Let's say every time you play it, you're going to get another creature into play with it. Another creature into play with your Oketra's Monument. Yeah. Oh. Or every time it dies, you're going to get a 1 1 with flying from your Field of Souls. And every time you get that creature with. I didn't. I missed missed the combo. How could I miss the combo? There's a Phyrexian (laughs) altar in here. Of course, it's a combo. So. You could just get infinite dudes with your Oketra's Monument and skull clamp them all to draw your whole deck? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Unless you got that one that says equip creature gets plus one. Yes. In which case you just sacrifice and it to the, the, you, the Phyrexian Altar, which I said earlier in the show. Yeah, and you draw three. That's good. No guts, no glory, that's, baby. That's okay, right. You sold me. <laughs> We're all in magic. How about Slate of Ancestry? Four mana, four tap it, discard your hand. I'm in. Yep. I'm in. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. It's over. I play it. <laughs> discard my hand. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> Draw cards equal to the number of creatures you control. You're probably going to have no hand and a bunch of creatures. Now you have both. Yep. <gasps> Fucking both. <laughs> We're playing a Sol Ring, of course, and this is a loose include. I just we never play it. And Dude, this some... whole deck is a loose include. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're playing a Videlkin Orrery as well. That's it. Okay, so you may cast non-land cards as though they had flash. So it kind of gives all your dudes haste. Yeah, haste and... or like uh, and, and so in... it's like a fog. <laughs> and in Magical Christmas Land, if you're playing something like uh, a Grand Abolisher, where your opponents can't cast spells on your turn. At the end of your turn, at the end of their turn, you're flashing your grand abolisher and all the other guys. Your opponents either have to react right then, or they're 
they're stuck getting you're stuck getting beat down. Oh, I like flashing in Grand Abolisher because then that like saves you from removal. Yeah, it messes messes yeah. with them. if they were going to like rift you or something right then because you have nothing to rift. Any land of note before we move on to a couple of my suggestions and the funky little twist we got. Uh, not super lots. Uh, there's a command beacons that you can save to dissolve once. There's a Gaia Reach Sanitarium because it says draw a card on it. There's a Nykthil Shrine Nyx, which can be very powerful given all the double white in the deck. And then I'm playing Urzatron as well. And of course, you could sprinkle in a bunch of other colorless Well, you lands. got the um, the thingy, the new one from Throne. No, I do have Castle Ardenvale. It is white, white, two, and you get a white creature token. And you could also play Keldurin Outpost. Which does kind of that, but you got like sack of planes. Yeah. So I I I spent all afternoon painting a Keldern outpost, really nice one. Castle Ardent Vale, like spoiled the the same day, and I'm like, oh, somebody buy this. Oh, nobody's gonna buy this because that is better. <laughs> There's a wasted afternoon for your boy. <laughs> well, just paint a Minas Tirith on Castle Ardent Vale, and somebody will buy it. I suppose. Actually, you could print, you could do the uh, Tower of Sauron on the command beacon and a thing. You could sell them as a set. There you go. I love a good set. You could have the Prancing Pony on the Gaia Reach Sanitarium. I can do this all day. Weathertop could be Nykthos, Mine of Moria, except for it's Urza. Um, you could paint my house on Urza's Tower, and you could paint your house on the Power Plant. There we go. There we go. We're done. <laughs> we did it. All the way there. Should we do the twist, Ryan? I've got a little bit of a twist. We had spoken the other day about getting listeners to submit decks and which commandies we were going to feature in the arc of Commander Rejects. And you had said that you had an idea to incorporate both Jazal Goldmane and Timna the Weaver. Yes. So what we're going to do right now is just take a quick look if we added black. And that'll actually give us another color to open up with Phyrexian Altar for all kinds of combos. Oh, all sorts of dirty-ass shenanigans. All kinds. Like, we don't even need to attack to win if we do that. You don't even need to do anything. You just put an Aristocrats package in here, and you, there you go. Bob is your uncle, as they say. Yes, and you can put Bob in here because you wouldn't even take damage because all your things cost... I mean, you take one because all your one drops. Yeah. But black gives you access to a whole ton of creatures that have more power than they do converted mana cost there's a drawback but usually that drawback is like take two damage during your upkeep or or, or they can't block they can't block well you don't give a shit you're not gonna block anyway who you, gives a shit about them yeah just yeah right them. yeah i'm gonna attack because i'm still gonna include jazal goldmane in the list because he's good in the 99 because he allows you to overrun <laughs> essentially let's call it an overrun and have access to more than just white and if you play Timna the Weaver in this exact same deck shell with maybe some like an Aristocrats package or whatever in there for your sacrificing shenanigans and you just attack everybody at once, now you're drawing cards too. It shores up the, the hole in the white boat. Yeah, because you do get access to things like Sign and Blood and Night's Whisper and Foreboding Fruit and uh, what's the Scry 2 one? Is Read the Bones? Read the Bones, yeah, that's right. You also get things like Demonic Tutor or Vampiric Tutor or... I don't know, Death Pits of Wrath. There's all sorts of super fun stuff that you can play when you add black, but the deck could basically be the same, which is really cool. And I'm drawing a little bit of inspiration from my old school Uncle Karlov deck, Ghost Council. Right. If we want one drops that have some other auxiliary benefit that we want to attack with, we in white and or black, we've got 24 one drops with lifelink. Ooh. And get this. Some of them have extra abilities on top of lifelink, like haste, or can't be blocked by creatures with gr greater than three power, or plus ones, or they're cats, so they get like a bonus from Ooh, other cat, like other cards that we're already playing, or they give us creatures when they die, right? Like so, there is or they have, like healer's hawk. I think that was a standard card, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. I didn't play standard when it was round. I'm probably wrong, but I heard a standard podcast talking about Healer's Hawk one time. It's a 1-1 yeah, one, one flying lifelink for one. They're outside the bubble. F those guys. Right. So I know I played a lot of those 1-1 one, one lifelinkers in Karlov because he cares about instances of lifelink. And you could play Karlov and he just like, every time you gain life, you could just remove counters from him to like just exile target permanent. Yeah. So you could play basically the same deck just with some black in it. Which is fun. Yeah, and all the things that we said that white can do, except one for one removal at one mana, 
with no drawbacks, we're going to call searching for a land and you gaining life equal to toughness. We're yeah, going to call that a not drawback. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they can have it. Right? Like, black is going to do everything better than white. Oh, not going to destroy enchantments. She got white for that. I have like six creatures in here that destroy enchantments. That's right. That's right. So are we going to count that as as doing Timna the Weaver? Does that count? Yeah, that's, it's the same deck. I would have built the... If I built Timna the Weaver for next week, it was going to be the same damn deck just with some black one drops in it too. Sure. And she is... Timna the Weaver is a 2-2 two, two for black, white, one. Human Cleric with lifelink at the beginning of your post-combat main phase. You may pay X life where X is the number of opponents that were dealt damage. Combat damage this turn. If you do, you draw X cards. You hit them. You pay some life. You draw some cards. You play more stuff. You hit everybody. You pay some life. You draw some cards. You rinse. You repeat. You win the game. You accrue card advantage throughout the long game like white does. You gain life with your lifelinking commander or creatures like white and black want to do. And you can combo or win the game through actual high-quality cards like Black wants to do. There you go. But you could do it in the same package that you built today. That's right. As long as we keep that Oketra's Monument combo in there. <laughs> as long as we're doing that, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy because that's going to win games. You didn't think I was going to put an infinite combo in this deck, did you? I kind of didn't. I got you. But here's the thing. So a couple things, and I know we're getting crunched on time. <clears throat> Brave the Sands gives your guys Vig, and they can block extra things. Yeah, thought about that, yep. Yep, that mm -hmm. is going to be a white way to gain advantage on the board. Yep. Because you're not going to be losing life. I know life is a resource, but we're not using it as a resource in white. We just don't want to have zero of it. That's right. So we're going to have to keep it. Crusade, Glorious Anthem, Honor the Pure, Marshall's Anthem. If the card says Anthem in it, we could probably run it in this deck in the two, three, or four slot. And the reason that I didn't was just because everybody thought we were going to do that. Everybody that started listening to our show today figured, oh, they're going to get to the enchantment section. It's going to be full of anthems. No, I didn't play a single one. You went a little bit of the taxi route, and we could, or the taxi control route. Yes. And we could lean into that as much as we want. The more we do, the less we attack. So there is a there is kind of a fulcrum there where we would have to say, okay, we're going to tip this way, and we're a control deck now, and forget about attacking. We're going to try and combo win because we control the board for the long game. Yes. So. I guess you know you know what's funny is the the fulcrum is is the, the the balancing act is very close to the fulcrum. So if you move one thing either way it's going to tip. Right? Yeah. When you have a super long lever on either side of the fulcrum, you can move that a long way before it'll tip like you can do in in black. You could have a black combo control deck or a black kind of aggressive big creature deck. Now white doesn't have that long of a fulcrum. It has a short one. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to leave that there. Yes, we are. So I think that's kind of where we're going to leave it because we kind of have two different decks and like I have in my head a different vision for the deck than you do. So we, we skipped the spice calculator in the milk list today, but I do want to mention that Jazal Goldmane has 70 lists on EDHREC.com. Timna has 21. They are Timna's last. Yeah, Timna's the lowest Orzov commander of... In, that there is, period. And Jazal isn't the lowest, but he has 70 lists. He's the 30th. He may as well be at the bottom. Honestly, like, when you get down that low, nobody cares about you. Yeah. And I, that's too bad. You know what I think? Timna's better when you pair her with Vile Smasher or Thrasios or whoever. I mean, yeah. that's a CEDH deck. And Jazal's better in the 99 of either a cat deck or some other... A, like aggro or token deck. Any other go wide deck he's great in. Especially when you mix it with green so you could maybe activate his five mana ability twice. Was he in the was he in this cat deck we're giving away? I believe so, yep. Yeah, there we go. Also you know that he sucks as a commander because he's underneath Evra, Halcyon Witness, and she just exchanges life or life totals with her power. She's goddamn terrible. But she's got lifelink. She could she could go it. on the deck. <laughs> <laughs> I want to leave it at that. I'm going to get a final thought of the day from you in a quick sec here. But first, remember, we did do a call out to all of the patrons on the Discord who have the who want to submit to the preferred deck list channel and anybody else who wants to submit to commandercookout at gmail.com. The other, the other commander rejects that we're looking to build this arc, Shattergang Brothers or Wasatora, 
Whichever one. Yeah, you guys decide. Give us some kind of control Staxy build. I know Brando likes Jund, and I know that Brando likes Stacks. I'm a bad person. You are a bad person. I'm going to just call it a control deck so we don't seem like bad people. Yeah. It's like it's not going to be Stacks, though, I promise. If I have to build it, I'm not going to come in here with a Stacks deck. I so, promise. You know what's funny is it's like, you know, Brando, the first step to solving a problem is admitting there's a problem. There's no problem. You're just going to build a stack deck. You're I'm not going to be like, I have to build eight, 18,000 stacks and orbs to not lose at magic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise I won't do it. I won't play a single card that has the word orb in it. Ooh. No orb. Non-orb tribal. Non-orb tribal. That's what we're doing. So Shatterganger Wasatora and Tygam Sidisi's Hand. And we did get a Tygam deck that I'm yep. going to check out. I'm going to check it, it out. It was cool. If, I looked at it. If anybody has any Tygam decks... And there's only a few of you out there. <laughs> Send them in because it is one of the ones that we're interested in for sure. Yes. And then I don't know if we, we might pad it out with another list. I'm not sure. Remember to check out our social media for entry into our contests. We detailed all that at the beginning of the show. Follow us on social media. We'll get you in to win a random brawl deck. We're not sure which one yet. I know which one I want to give away. And I hope that the winner wants us to deface the commandy like we did on the pre-show today. Yes, I agree. We should thank our official sponsor, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. I also have a Brawl deck that I hope we get to give away. I'm not going to tell you which one it is, though. I will eventually tell you which one it is, and we're going to compare and see if they're the same ones. We're going to do it on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Fucking, Fucking both! both. <laughs>